0: Hey, this is Elizabeth. This is Keisha.
1: Hi, this is Leslie Sullivan, and welcome to the Mustard Seed Podcast. Hey,
0: everybody. Welcome back to the table. On this episode, we are going to be looking at the Book of Titus. All right, so... Because I'm the way I am. I like the history portion a little bit to know, like, what who wrote it, who Titus was, or who they weren't. Because, you know, there's not every book in the Bible that Paul wrote is, direct, like, named after that person. Yep. You know, um, so Titus, first of all, his name means honorable, which I just love how they named kids basically off of how they were feeling or, or how they want like what like the, the qualities that they wanted and I know some people still do that now. I didn't personally I, we just liked our kids' names and we said that sounds great. You know <laughs> Well Jackson picked Mylan's name. Jackson had two options and cause Steve and I were on the fence. Um so Jackson picked Mylan. Um anyway but so the book was written by Paul. Paul had placed Titus in Crete to pastor a church. Um, Titus was likely a Gentile convert or was a Gentile convert. I don't think that there's no likely really about that. Um, he came to know Christ through Paul, like through Paul's ministry. Um, and Leslie, you feel free to stop me at any point, because I know you probably know more than I do. Uh, you know. <laughs> um, I know Paul I know. mentions <laughs> Titus tw- two other times in like the new testament he talks he talks about him in second corinthians seven as what, well, and in galatians 2 and he's always like talks titus up like titus was like his his encourager his person yeah it's the person he could go to as far as trusting and i love it's just nice to see like that's cool awesome that paul had somebody like that um crete wasn't the best place at the time that paul put titus in there
2: it kind of reminds me of maybe here, Yeah. <laughs> because I was we're talking say, about, you know, yeah, it's mountainous, it's Sodom and Gomorrah
1: meets now meets, yeah.
2: Yeah. And it was mountainous mm-hmm. and rural and, oh, I get, yeah. yeah But yeah, that too. Yeah. It's <laughs> both. It's, uh, both location definitely. and just
1: societal stuff. So yeah. I, I, yeah. Because the
2: totally. Creek philosophy was just find what pleasures you and go for it. Yep moral was kind of out the door
1: yep
0: they were known for being liars being manipulators doing like you said what they wanted to do um you know and they they emulated zeus they put him on a pedestal and so wrong they were a big fan of the lowercase g gods as Mm -hmm. the boys would all say it you know um and I mean so I, I thought about you guys you guys brought this back to now and I was like, Oh this is like Nineveh. This is like yeah. Old Testament. Mm-hmm. You talked about Titus is Jonah, but he didn't have to get ate by a whale to go and to Crete. to create. <laughs> no, and, and
2: I don't think he hated the people
0: that he No, probably not. I, he didn't throw a fit Hopefully when not. God <laughs> was saving him nothing. You
1: know? But there's a there's a reality too that, you know, like I, I even equated that, you know, like when I was reading chapter three today, um that those times were like s we're like in a Sodom and Gomorrah kind of time because like you said, uh it's do whatever you want, whatever makes you feel good, whatever you, whatever YOLO, you know, I mean all that kind yeah. of stuff. And and it's so it's so the way before Christ was uh before Christ came that we lived. And you would have thought that him coming would have stopped some of that foolishness in our brains, hearts, mm-hmm. bodies, work culture, everything. And it does for some things, but it doesn't for other things. And then it we also keep going round and round and round and forgetting things all the time so yeah
2: yeah so. and he gave us free will and where we turn to go back to what feels good
1: mm-hmm. yep you yep. know the whole free will thing
0: <laughs> 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 all right so titus one Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ for a faith of God's elect and their knowledge of truth that leads to godliness in the hope of eternal life that God who cannot lie promised before time began. In his own time, he has revealed his word in preaching with which I was entrusted by the command of our God, our Savior. I should also mention I am on the christian standard bible so (laughs) just that's i was just gonna ask which one are you on (laughs) yep should probably it's the one that reads the best for me cool um so to titus my true son in our common faith grace and peace from god the father and christ jesus our savior the reason i left you in crete was to set right what was left undone and as i directed you to appoint elders in every town An elder must be blameless, the husband of one wife with faithful children who are not accused of wildness or rebellion. As an overseer of God's household, he must be blameless, not arrogant, not hot-tempered, not an excessive drinker, not a bully, not greedy for money, but hospitable, loving, what is good, sensible, righteous, holy, self-controlled holding to the faithful message as taught so that he will be able to encourage with sound teaching and to refute those who contradict it for there are many rebellious people full of empty talk and deception especially those from the circumcision party it is necessary to silence them they are ruining entire households by teaching what they shouldn't in order to get money dishonestly One of their very own prophets said, Cretans are always liars, evil beasts, lazy gluttons. This testimony is true. For this reason, rebuke them sharply, so they may be sound in faith and may not pay attention to the Jewish myths and the commands of the people who reject the truth. To the pure, everything is pure. But to those who are defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure. In fact... Both their mind and conscience are defiled. Conscience. Yeah, are defiled. They claim to know God, but they deny him by their works. They are detestable, disobedient, and unfit for any good work.
2: I think it's interesting because I've never really studied Titus until you told me we were doing Titus. (laughs) (laughs) But I didn't know they were known as the pastoral um, epistles. Mm-hmm. So I think that's interesting. It seems like it's it really goes into detail what you should and shouldn't do. There's no real gray area there. Exactly.
0: Because the, it was this one and the Timothys where are the pastoral epistles, right? Mm-hmm. I think. I yep. And the Timothys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, it's interesting because like in our church, we have elders that serve, um, you know, to help the pastor with the pastoral office and things like that. And I know one of the things they do is study Titus before they um, ask them to be elders and talk to them about what being an elder is and things like that. And it does set you to just like a pastor is set to a higher standard um, in lots of things. So should leaders of the church, right? So
0: I think that's awesome. I love that your church does that.
1: I was just talking about how i think it's neat that we that i mean obviously the lord has given us this roadmap for what leaders in the church should be mm-hmm. and i know it says elders and that typically infers that it should be men right uh, but personally i think this is meant to be if you are a leader in the church this is this is how we who how we'd like you to represent yourself or put yourself out there and and strive for it no one's perfect uh, one person he died on the cross let's go okay Um, but this is what we you know like when it says he must live a devout this is the NLT version he must live a devout and disciplined life right Um, live wisely do you know be just things like that Um, obviously we really want to strive for those things um, as women as leaders as uh, for you guys as moms for me as aunt you know things like that I want to I want to strive to do all of these things better um, regardless of the the sex that it's geared towards because we have to think about the culture when it was written too um that women still were not recognized as leaders in the church fully fully right uh, even though jesus uh, had tons of women doing work with him Mm -hmm. not for him but (laughs) with him and that's that's always what i say to some people who give me some lips sometimes about women in the church i go um well you know jesus kind of pulled women alongside of him he didn't say go get me my coffee. Right. <laughs> he said he said, "Hey, would you like a cup of coffee? Let's get some." Right. You know, in the in the very generic sense of how he uh, taught people how to be with him and and around him um, and that's why he gave us instructions on how to be for others. Absolutely.
0: So I I giggled a little bit in verse 6 when he talked about how you have to have faithful children who are not accused of wildness and rebellion as a parent (laughs) you're like whoo, sorry you know because you can only do so much but then but also i was like is he is he throwing a little sly dig on eli on samuel on aaron like some of the first priests back then because all their kids i mean we all know eli's kids weren't where they were taking sacrifices um that were meant for the lord and mm-hmm. they weren't taking them to the lord you yep. know aaron's kids were wiped off the face of the earth as well um you know
1: there's plenty of example of it and i think i think it's it's pointing out that the stories you've heard and how we got to where we are now um, it's full of like you know the, the crazy thing is obviously uh, my favorite quote by a speaker many, many years ago at a National Youth Gathering for the LCMS um, uh, is this amazing DCE named Lisa Hellier, and she said, uh, God uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things. So Aaron had to mess up, mm-hmm. and his children had to fall away to, to show something. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. so um, even when we have fallen away from church because of either a bad experience, or we fallen away from God because we're just tired and we don't want to get up on Sundays, or you know, how many examples can we all give from our personal lives, um, of, of how we have failed mm-hmm. to follow the way that he's given us, he's given us the formula. And yet we still do. I mean, even I, as a church worker, quite honestly, still fail constantly. But what I do is I pick myself up. I don't beat myself up over it constantly. I try not to, I'm still good at that, but, uh, um, and as a female, I'm really good at that. I'm, yeah, I'm sure you too. can attest to that. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, we're really good at beating ourselves up over when we fail at something, and the point is that you're going to. Okay, mm-hmm. it's it's not the excuse; it's the kind of the human excuse. But if we don't, if we don't just keep trying every day. Try the formula. Try try the try the reading. Try try one part of that verse or this section. Just keep trying it every day. That's what he calls us to do. That's mm-hmm. what he calls us to do.
2: So. And that was makes him so awesome and what he's done for us is because he knows we are going to mess up but it's not our righteousness that covers us it's jesus's righteousness so as long as we truly repent not the idea of like oh yeah i messed up again i'm sorry but you know truly repent and really strive for not that you won't mess up again and maybe mess up the exact same way but you know that's blotted out in his eyes Yep, it's a beautiful thing. It is. So,
0: also while reading this, the circumcision party, I was like, What, what is that?" <laughs> I want to know what that is because we all know what circumcision is, but what is?
2: They so wanted to line
0: everybody up, right? I'm like,
2: what, what sharpen is the
0: is knife? <laughs> so. I did a little digging and the Bible project. I don't know if you guys are mm-hmm. familiar, Yep. Um, but they always like for the books of the Bible, they have a little bit of an intro as far as and everyone. Yeah. Yep. And I love it. Yeah. The, the animation is amazing, <laughs> Yeah. you know, funny. but yet they're so knowledgeable, but so they explained it and S- Steve had explained it, but he wasn't positive in his rendering of what that was, but it is, it's basically it's the ethnically Jewish Cretans. So they're non-Jewish people who were circumcised and follow the rules of Judaism to follow Jesus. So essentially, they're disregarding the torn veil.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So they're still, it, to, to put it now, they're Hebrew roots people mm-hmm. If in this day and age. They're the people yep. who still yep. are going back to the Old Testament, going back to those rules and saying, this is what brings you to salvation with yep. with Jesus when that's totally blotting
1: out Jesus's whole purpose.
0: Mm-hmm. No, you're under the law, not yeah. under grace. Exactly.
1: Yeah. They're very traditional traditional Jews right now. Yes. Orthodox Jews right now.
2: Yep. Yep. Exactly. And that makes it so hard. Like it's, <laughs> it's like that's a lot of pressure to put yourself under <laughs> just
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't it's it's one of those things and i this is this is i try not to make this as a judgment statement i don't understand it and that's okay because i don't have to yeah. right i don't have yeah. to right um i don't have to but it's just one of those things i'm like why wouldn't you want the salvation and the grace and the mercy and the <laughs> everything that comes from from knowing what jesus did on that cross and that's the part that i and i say that for any uh any religion that didn't that denounces uh what jesus did that so mm-hmm. i that's not just against uh I have, to, I have jewish family i have jewish mm-hmm. friends i have like yeah, they're so wonderful we. people but mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't i don't understand it that's the hard part for me and i've said that to them um because i and again we're not meant to understand and know everything so it's okay too um but it's definitely a grasping moment that's hard so
0: it is because i mean it, it is, it's i would fail i don't know i would have to sacrifice every day like you i would have to have a plethora of You brains, need double the of amount sheep, of like
1: chickens, goats. <laughs> yeah,
0: than what you have now. Yeah, than what I have now. Like, <laughs> no. I can't, and I wouldn't be able to be as attached to them as I am now. No,
1: you made that. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like, like it's why animals weren't named in the Old Testament. Right? right? They did not name them
0: like I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't. I, you read through the Old Testament right there in the beginning when you're going through all of the those rules, and I'm going, holy cow! You know, yeah. like, I oh yeah you think about something you, you you i just i couldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't survive
1: yeah uh, leviticus is thankfully very old testament law and we yes. we need to know what happened mm-hmm. but luckily we don't have to live it so yes.
2: and how blessed we are
1: <laughs> amen to that amen to that
2: all right do you want to read titus 2 i will but as for you, teach what accords with sound doctrine. Older men are to sober-minded. men are to be sober-minded, dignified, self-controlled, sound in faith, in love, and in steadfastness. Older women likewise are to be reverent in behavior, not slanders or slaves to much wine. They are to teach what is good and to train the young women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled, pure working at home, kind, and submissive to their own husbands, that the word of the God may not be reviled. Likewise, urge the younger men to be self-controlled. Show yourself in all respects to be a model of good works, and in your teachings show integrity, dignity, and sound speech that cannot be condemned, so that an (laughs) an opponent may be put to shame, having nothing evil to say about us. Bond servants are to be submissive to their own masters in everything. They are to be well-pleasing, not argumentative, not preferring, not showing all good faith, so that in everything they may adorn the doctrine of good God our Savior. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in the present age. Waiting. For our blessed hope that the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave Himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for Himself a people for His own possessions who are zealous for good works. Declare these things, exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no one disregard you.
0: So, what I loved about Titus 2 is obviously women encouraging other women i watched uh, a sermon um that was t- entitled being a titus two woman in a romans one world and
2: yeah. i
0: was
2: like oh that sounds interesting it was, i'll send it i'll send <laughs> yes, it out send that it to was, me please it
0: was really i didn't glean as much like titus knowledge but i loved how she brought it all together But it also reminded me of, you know, Lisa Brevere has the book Godmothers, and it's literally about being the kind of woman that I I said, you know, in our intro, what we want to be. We want to be the woman Mm -hmm. of the church that encourage those younger than us or even can encourage those older than us and to be the example of where the church needs to, to be. So I loved... I just, I, I love that how it just kind of... And I like that Titus, well, Paul's including women in his story.
2: Like, in his yeah. letter. Mm-hmm. Like, let's... And actually, they have, like, the longest little section of what we're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of like, course. <laughs> but I think it's because we have such a... Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, we're the ones who you know, speak to our husbands about things and kind of get them thinking. We're the ones who raise up the children. We have a very important role, and we have to be very on top of it, I think. Mm -hmm. And I think also up to now,
0: up to this women didn't think they had this kind of role
2: Mm -hmm. like within Mm -hmm. the
0: church. They knew their place as a Jewish woman or a Gentile woman in that time period they were
1: to be seen, not heard, just like your kids. Very much, yep,
2: mm-hmm.
1: yep, very much so. I think it's it's interesting. So when Brian and I were going through our premarital uh, counseling, obviously he loved the wife's submissive, yep. you know, joke. Because um, even our pastor did that, and I was like, and I looked at him because obviously we worked together. I was like, yeah, <laughs> because you know what I mean. You know what I mean. And obviously in, in other parts of Bible, it also talks about how then how the husband has to be submissive, like Christ is to the church and stuff like that. Yeah. And so we just always joke about that word submit and that word submit is so hard for people, um, especially women in, in our culture nowadays, Mm -hmm. submit does not mean give it all. You don't have an opinion. You don't have a right. You don't have submit means I trust You. And want to be a partner with you. That's to. That's if you look up the definition of submit. I don't know the exact definition. I'm saying, but when you look that up, it's all a part of that. It is. It's a relationship. The Mm -hmm. only way you can ever submit to someone is if you have a relationship with them. Mm -hmm. And so I just think that's an interesting thing that we so. And even I can get caught up in that word submit, and joking with my husband saying, "I, you're lucky that I love Jesus," (laughs) Um, no, uh, because I don't. You know who? What woman wants to have that as their only? their only thing or that, you know, and it's not your only thing it's not, but that's what our society teaches us too, is if you're this way, then you can't be this way. And if you're this, you can't be that. no, you can be a strong, confident woman who can do everything without a man and still submit to your husband and still submit to the things. And you know what I mean? And I think that's just the, I think that's the interesting thing that I always love about when the word submit, um, from many different Bible verses in the new Testament comes up, um, for women, because it it, it just can set a conversation in such a wrong direction of um, a, a negativity, and it's not that. It's not that. So
2: it's a teamwork. Mm-hmm. It is. It's yeah. a teamwork, and yeah. like I like how you added the, you know, it's you trust them, mm-hmm. you know, but they are supposed to be um, to love us as Christ loved the church, and that is huge i think they have a bigger row <laughs> because i mean sometimes i don't love <laughs> you know it's,
1: i think the burden is on the gentleman with mm-hmm. some of that stuff way more than it is with us um uh, even though you could equate some of that to that we are we as women are supposed to submit to christ in the same way mm-hmm. uh, but that mm-hmm. is what you're doing by submitting to your husband and 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 uh and and loving fully both
2: mm-hmm.
1: your husband and the lord
0: And I think a lot of what kind of makes that like nails on a chalkboard when you hear the word submit is because it has been used in the context of which it's not meant. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yep. It used for control. Mm -hmm. Again, you go back to a different time period, you know, Bible belt areas. That's it's, used
1: in the more the negative context mm-hmm. well and in certain denominations even in <laughs> even in lutheran land there's uh there's a certain denomination in lutherans not us thank the lord i mean we're 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 little i mean i'm not i i agree with some of the things that we control on but that's just my opinion uh, but there are some that say women shouldn't even be sunday school teachers and shouldn't be like you can do it at home but not at the church and i'm like it's a difference
2: which is what funny like, because yeah. sunday school was started by a woman <laughs>
1: <laughs> and started in the home you know what I mean it wasn't yeah. started in a church until much later I mean like so it's just all these funny funny things that we as as society or as individuals interpret and then make law make doctrine make da 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 and he spells it out for us exactly so, yeah. again Yeah. he shows us the path so just kind of always makes me laugh so
0: yeah. the, the one about the, the verses about slavery it's the same thing where that verse has been so abused in the American culture. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know that that was the verse that slave owners used just to be like, oh, look here, see? But that wasn't the... It's intent.
1: not what the word slave means there. It's just like foreigners and aliens. Mm-hmm. Like I had a kid once in, in confirmation say, why are they talking about Martians? And I'm like, okay, no aliens has a different connotation. Like words have power and we we just want to make it what we want it to be, which I get we're human. Uh, I like, I like my opinion to be the most important thing. Right. Um, but, but it's not, it's not the only opinion I need to worry about is the one from heaven, you yeah. know, and what he's asked me to do and be. So, uh, but it is hard to not, uh, you know, like there's the other verse, uh, God never gives you more than you can handle. Well, if, if you read that verse in context, it's talking about sexual sins, like it's talking about a very specific, uh, sin that it's talking there I mean that's what it's talking about and people just use it for everything now granted I can believe it because the Lord has way more faith in us than than we do in ourselves he doesn't give us more than we can handle because we have to put our trust in him Mm -hmm. our strength is in him so you can use it but it's not like we like to interpret things the way we want them to be interpreted and not the actual way that they should be so hard hard stuff
0: it is. That's why I always think it's good to not only, you know, you dig into it, you read it, but then let's look at, see how this pastor, what does this pastor say? Or what does this book say on this por- portion of mm-hmm. Titus? of.
2: Um, I guess just like, you know, it's again, and he says it a few times in here to a call to, um, you know, ri- renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live a self-controlled, upright, godly lives. And that is, you know, hard. And I think it's really hard today's society with everything right in your face. And then, you know, you have the entertainment industry and, and all these things that just push the bad. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just, It's a, I think it's a, something it's, it's hard to kind of close your off yourself off to.
0: And I've, I'm struggling with that. Like I would prefer not to be on social media to see all of the, the weight loss ads, to see Mm -hmm. all of the anxiety ads, to see, you know, to just self-diagnose your body your mental state i mean partly it's there to say you're not alone mm-hmm. but then also it's there to say you're not where you're supposed to be yeah and i i struggle with that and god's working on me you know Amen. i've listened to different christian women in regards to to weight in regards to how i'm supposed to live and my own you know mental incapabilities and it's just it like I would love to figure out a way to be able to still do our church women's ministry away from Facebook like to not have to be on there because you get down rabbit holes Mm -hmm. on Facebook you get down those reels and you could sit there for an hour and next thing you're like oh crap you know this hour I could have spent doing housework you could have been in the bible but you you know it's we tried an app the
1: app works but people don't
0: it's they don't they
1: don't use it yeah and and, in uh we talked about this as a church too um and even just as staff like what we put out there obviously we want to be smart about that blah blah. but if we can be the light in the midst of the junk Maybe that's why the Lord has us out there on Facebook, Instagram, not on Twitter at all. Anyway, uh, <laughs> is that still around? Is that still a thing? <laughs> I, I, honestly, I have it on my phone, but I haven't opened it. It says, I, "It says you haven't opened in three months." Okay, good for me. I like that. <laughs> Let's keep the record going because it was all that negativity, especially on Twitter, just, yeah, uh, just seeped into my heart and my brain uh, and made me feel uh, not bad about myself, but bad about the world mm-hmm. around me. Because on Twitter, at least you don't you don't get all those ads and things like that, um, but uh, but Twitter just is just negative. It's just everything's negative. There's nothing positive unless you're just looking for a sports score. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> just go to ESPN.com, ESPN. and even that can be <laughs> negative. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but it's hard. But we just decided we need to try. Uh, we want to keep our presence there, but only because it's our it's it's this mustard seed, right? Yeah, it's this chance to be. Light or the seedling to somebody on a day when maybe they've read one too many ads about, I agree with you on the weight loss. I agree with you on the, you're not good enough things on the, you know, any of those things. Uh, mm-hmm. So maybe that's what like the Bible verses that we post, you know, three, four times a week are supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I don't, you know, that's our, that's our hope. That's our, <laughs> that's, that's my hope is that I make them all. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> and I've thought about that, like at least, if I'm out there in the middle of it and I'm posting funny memes, you know, or godly memes, something that so other people can feel like there is mm-hmm. the light, there is that. But then you have to try to shut it off for your own self. Because like, I feel like, I, you know, I want to be that light. But then I also need to make sure that I can have the blinders on to what Satan's throwing at me. Yeah. Yeah you know, to, to, to be on there.
1: Well, how many times do I text you or, or message you even on Facebook going, this is what I needed today. Right. Like yeah. how many times have we done that for each other? Mm-hmm. Um, because it's just, you're in that dark moment or that, that moment where you're like, I just needed to hear that. Thank you. Yep. Just needed to hear that. Um, and, and that's even quite honestly, like uh, what is it? The end of chapter two, says you you have the authority to correct when necessary, so don't let anyone disregard what you say. I mean, it, there is some gentle correction in some of the things that we put out that are are strong, uh, like uh, pushes mm-hmm. to do what is good, be what is good, live live humbly, you know, love justice, do kindness. You know, I mean, like when you put some of those things out there, it it's it's a twofold thing. I'm trying to encourage you to do that, but I'm also showing you that we can do better <laughs> in our world. Uh, and not not have to be the, I'm tearing you down to build you up because I, you don't I don't need to tear you down I do I do that enough on my own. I <laughs> want to build in my brain yep. and I are really good at tearing myself down. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> um, I want to be better at building up so that when Satan does infect a little bit here and there, I have better chance to fight back. Oh yeah. See,
0: oh. you were talking about that whole to you know, when you're sharing people when you're guiding them it's my father-in-law's verse that has become now the family verse in the zill family and it's the first peter 3:15. Um. it's the but in your hearts regard christ the lord is wholly ready at any time to give defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you Yet do it with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience, so that when you are accused, those who disparage your good conduct in Christ will be put to shame. Yep. It's 15 and 16.
1: Yep. It's good stuff need to do peter now okay moving on
0: <laughs> <I know. laughs> that's the thing is that you get all these little rabbit holes and i love it i love when you're digging in and then you're seeing like well that that that's talking about Next. this
1: yeah
0: yep. it shows your own growth and then it makes you want to look yep. at other books and just dig in
2: it does yep. and you know you talking about the the bad thoughts and the creeps in um one of our bible studies that we had jana had mentioned about having you know that the arsenal for when the bad thoughts creep in or the sin creeps in to have those, those verses there because that's what they're there for is there to protect us and to have it there to, to bring forward when it's needed. And I I think that's, you know, the same kind of there with the first Peter. And
0: I need to be better about that.
2: (sighs) Me too. I mean, she said that a while ago and I was like, okay, I'm going to write down verses. And I don't have any, but I write them down, but then I don't ever put them up. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know? Yeah. And then so that I stop writing them down because then they have a pile and they're not going anywhere.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just found from an old Bible study some Lisa Turkist mm. uh, reminder cards that we got in our book and I'm like, Oh, why are those in my desk drawer where I don't look at them? Yeah. Okay, they're out. Now they're at least on top of my desk right now. Yeah. <laughs> See? Looking for a pen and I was like I was like what? <laughs> Tell her often I open that drawer. Anyway, <laughs>
0: that's that's the it's a catch-all. Your drawers become like people come over and you're just like shoving everything everywhere <laughs> just to make sure that your house looks like you don't live there. You don't want people there. to see
1: your stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. God forbid I live here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have a Tuesday night Bible study group that meets. um, And it's a, so all of our husbands go to a thing called Theology on Top. It's the men's group at our church. Which ever since you said about
0: that one, I love that name. That is like the best.
1: It's, they're (laughs) they're great. They're great. They're studying Ecclesiastes right now. I'm like, that's so cool. Anyway, uh, so all the women finally said, why aren't we meeting? This is so stupid. (laughs) And so we finally, we finally decided to meet, which is awesome. And so uh, we're going, we're just, we're just doing things, but we, we gave ourselves, like, in our first couple times together, we said, when we go to each other's homes to, like, do Bible study, this is a come as you are. This is what you get. My ho- I'll clean the bathroom so you don't have to, like, <laughs> be nasty. But the, the kitchen and the living room might not be perfect like it is for a party or, you know, and yep. the permission is that's okay um, because we're not adding more stuff to our day to have Bible study at our house that night, right? Absolutely. Um, we just want to be able to have a place to meet and be comfortable. So so that was a cool thing that we finally said um to ourselves. We're like, Okay, why are we freaking out over this? Let's just <laughs> Okay, you're gonna see my you're gonna see my kitchen and it's dirty. There you go. You're welcome.
0: I made dinner. You can see, we ate. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
2: I didn't even see the bathroom for you, Liz.
0: <laughs> Please. I don't I care. care. We've gotten to the point now where it's like you guys can show up at my house and (laughs) you love me so that's all that matters (laughs) you know i have two boys it's all that matters (laughs) right now there is no excuse for the way my house might currently look because my kids aren't even there right now (laughs) but but it is mostly
1: you you just blame steve
0: yeah it's all steve's fault just steve's fault i mean yeah it is it is (laughs) all right so do you want to read titus three
1: Sure. All right, so I'm just, just so you know, I'm reading from NLT, which is the New Living Translation, which is the one that I, uh, just, uh, the language is good for my, the way I think Mm -hmm. and do stuff. So, all right. Uh, Remind the believers to submit to the government and its officers. Uh, They should be obedient, always ready to do what is good. They must not slander anyone and must must avoid quarreling. Instead, they should be gentle and show true humility to everyone. Once we, too... were foolish and disobedient we were misled and became slaves to many lusts and pleasures our lives were full of evil and envy and we hated each other but when god our savior revealed his kindness and love he saved us not because of the righteous things we had done but because of his mercy he washed away our sins giving us a new birth and a new life through the holy spirit he generously poured out the spirit upon us through jesus christ our savior because of his grace, he made us right in his sight and gave us confidence that we will inherit eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying, and I, want, and I want you to insist on these teachings so that all who trust in God will devote themselves to doing good. These teachings are good and beneficial for everyone. Do not get involved in foolish discussions about spiritual pedigrees or in quarrels and fights about obedience to Jewish laws. These things are useless and a waste of time. If people are causing divisions among you, give a first and a second warning. After that, have nothing more to do with them, for people like that that have turned away from, or people like that have turned away from the truth, and their own sins condemn them. I'm planning to send either Artemis or, oh, of course I get the hard word, Tychius. <laughs> we'll say that. Okay, do you? As soon as one of them arrives, do your best to meet uh, meet me at Nicopolis, for I've decided to stay there for the winter. Do everything you can to help Zenos, the lawyer, and Apollos th- with their trip. See that they are given everything they need. Our people must learn to do good by meeting the urgent needs of others. Then they will not be unproductive. Everybody here sends greetings. Please give my greetings to the believers, all who love us. May God's grace be with you all. Love that last line.
0: He's so eloquent in his letters. Yeah. His, you know, his greetings, his his endings, like they're just...
1: Yeah, He's thanking God for them and he's saying, and I want grace to go with you on your journeys and keep going, keep going, keep going. Mm-hmm. That's what we talked about in our uh, devotion today was, you know, in the midst of all this stuff, like, um, you know, it's a hard world we're living in because there's so much stuff coming at us and there's, there's, uh, there's different politics and different uh, ways of doing things and different, all these, all these things is layers and layers and layers. But the one thing that stays the same is, is God's mercy and grace and love sacrifice so just kind of a stay the course stay as as that's the other thing about paul he's always about stay the course it's gonna get rocky you're gonna get thrown in jail like me 60 million times you're gonna you're gonna get bound uh you're gonna be put in a basement you're gonna be in jail you're gonna be here you're gonna be there you're gonna be almost like jonah in the the belly of the whale you're gonna be in all these horrible (coughs) places but stay the course and remember these key things. So,
0: yeah. Titus is a lot like this. This book to me was a lot like James, where it kind of says, This is what you need to do to be mm-hmm. a Christ follower. Yeah. Yeah. You know, where James is tell, telling you as a person, Paul here is telling the church, mm-hmm. This is what the church needs to be to be a Christ follower. And I'm like, yes. (laughs) And again, like you said, we all fall short. I fall short Mm -hmm. daily, you know, and I I do. I make the same mistakes multiple times. And I need to be better about the whole asking for forgiveness thing. I'm always, I feel like I pray daily, but the whole repentance thing I need to get better at. You know, I might be remorseful, but I don't vocalize it. Like specifically.
2: Yeah. I think sometimes we're we're hard on ourselves, but I don't think we really see where we are going wrong in God's eyes. So then we don't really ask for forgiveness.
0: Hmm.
2: Yeah. We just take it another, like, oh, I did that again. Yeah. 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 I do
0: like the verse 10 where it says reject the divisive person after first and second warning, because that's for me, it's like, okay, you know what? I've tried. I've said my piece. I've tried to explain to you, but at this point, I'm still going to love you and I'm still going to show Christ to you, but I'm giving you to God. I'm giving your journey now to God because obviously I am not, that stepping stone for you I am not your turning point you know I might be I guess I should say you might be I might be your stepping stone but I'm not your turning point
1: well and and you don't need to wait around for it to happen Mm -hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it's again planting that seed and then uh trying trying and then if they're just not ready to be watered yep you kind of go it's kind of like my my poor tomato plant in this heat like it's like oh really give me water all the time which I try to do and then the day I forget then he looks like I Forgot him, right? Yeah. And but again, um, I, if what if I went on vacation doesn't mean I don't love my tomato plant, right? <laughs> right. It just means I had something to do. <laughs> like, and and the Lord says it's okay. Like, uh, I'm still here watering, even though it might not look like it.
2: Hmm. Yeah. I-, I think that verse for me was almost a relief. Instead of just, oh, you still didn't get it. Okay, let me take it a little bit more. Okay, you it's over oh, 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 their head. No. Yeah. Okay, okay, let's try again. It's like no, you you said it, you gave it to them, you're giving them the yeah. seed, and just yeah. step back.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and and Paul in one of the, in one of his earlier books also talks about you know, when they're sending the two by two, you know, sending two type two mm-hmm. two disciples out to each area, right? Um, if you are welcomed, awesome, great, great, great. If you're not, then dust your dust the dust off your feet and keep going.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Because you're not you that person who's the tough sell in your life is not, maybe not the one that you're meant to see the fruition come. Yep. You, you've done your job. You've loved on them and you still will like, uh, you're still going to pray for them. You're still going to love on them. You're still going to keep them in your heart, but it um, doesn't mean you have to put up with the toxic behavior that doesn't help your growth and your faith journey at all.
0: So. And that's where boundaries come into play. You know, it's Lisa Tercuse has a book about that. Yeah.
1: Um, I should say everything we've talked about today I think Lisa Turkers has a book about yeah. anyway. it I do enjoy
0: her books I will say yeah. though Lisa Brevere is coming up she, could, she gets she it in my I mind mean, she's she's a little bit above Lisa Turkers in my okay. mind just because of the cool. way that she speaks Because if you've ever seen Lisa Brevere speak in person that woman has a presence on stage she was at a woman of joy a few years back <laughs> holy smokes okay. she's powerful like in person but Yeah, I mean, it's, but it's, it's always, it's always, it's, there's, you have to have certain boundaries with people, some people in your lives, because they are, you can love them, you can show them Christ, but they literally, when they, it's hard when they're draining your spiritual battery, to the point where you can't, you're getting lost in your head, like, you're just, okay, I can't, I can't do this, I need to recharge, so there has to be the step back boundary and i love it that it's almost given us the permission to do so
1: yeah well because if you don't then you do drown yourself in the junk Mm -hmm. and then you're definitely not doing anything of what he's asked you to do nope and not being who he needs you to be at all so
2: Um. and a minute ago you was talking about the uh you know how he rots and how he you know Mm -hmm. ends his letters and stuff. But also, I love his the endings too because he mentions people. Mm-hmm. You know, and I like to uh-huh. think of, you know, he, Paul, really loved people. He really devoted himself to people. And it, you could see it because of how he writes. And it's hard to really love other people and to really put yourself out there. Like he does. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just, I think that's neat. Yep, I agree. I think it's, uh,
1: it also, uh, to me, the, you know, either at the beginning of the thing or the end of it, when he's talking about the different places um, uh, and different, you know, towns and peoples and all that stuff, it makes it feel like today, like, oh, I'm going to uh, Tennessee today. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't forget to say hi to Elizabeth in case you're for me. And, don't forget to say hi to, you know, uh, Mylan and Jackson or Leslie and Brian or whoever, yeah, whoever. I mean that this is more like uh it makes me feel everyday-ish, right? Um like yep. he's talking about that he, his journey could have taken him through Cypress, Texas or, you know, my hometown or whatever it is and I just think because it's familiar in the way he puts it. He it just makes you feel like you're 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 trying like he's trying to say don't forget these are the people that were also working with it's like when he's talking to timothy Mm -hmm. like don't let them look down on you because you're young keep going um and and also talk with these people these people these people these people because they're on the same journey you are on you know that kind of stuff and i just think that's the neat thing about paul yeah um, and the way he writes an inclusive kind of loving on everybody so i agree
0: well it's like when you first go to a church you know you don't know anybody but then the pastor knows your name the next time you come you know and that was the one thing at christ the king he knew our name after the second or third time that we showed up, and Steve was like, "This church is massive, and he knows who we are." Like that was huge, and that's I think that that makes it personal for you. So I think Paul is making sure that you you're connected. He hasn't yeah. forgotten about you, know I mean it's it's just it's a nice feeling to know that you're part of something. You're part of his ministry. You're a part of a church. You're a part of. plan Mm -hmm. thank you for listening to the mustard seed podcast and we look forward to sitting down with you guys again soon